Welcome back to the White Gray Black Weekly Manga Podcast. This is the podcast where we talk about all of your favorite ongoing Japanese manga. My name is Bruce. I am the proprietor of the White Gray Black YouTube channel. With me again this week is Manga Devil, or maybe Manga Devil Hybrid, Gautam. Hello, hello. This week we're going to talk about Chainsaw Man Chapter 146 and the reveal of maybe Part 2's Big Bad. Gautam has some suggestions from some commenters and fans, thank you commenters and fans, that he has already dove into and wants to enlighten us on. And we're going to take a look at chapter one of a cute little romance called Sumiki Ogami and the Strange Everyday Life, where the main girl is a werewolf. Furries, stick around. All right, let's jump right into Chainsaw Man. Rev it up. All right. What a chapter. Gautam, give me your give me your initial thoughts on when you finished reading Chainsaw Man chapter 146. How were you feeling? Uh enlightened. I, I felt like uh It's kind I, of an info dump chapter. To, I'm ready to join the Chainsaw Man church. Uh <laughs> You no, get, it was great. Get married in Canada, be part of the 350,000 people or whatever it was. Get killed by Katana Man because he hates all Chainsaw Men. Yeah. Uh, that, was, that was a really funny part, by the way. Katana Man just getting pissed off. Yeah, uh, I think I've got you, that near somewhere. Yeah. yeah. This was... Yeah, Chainsaw <laughs> but, Man! Uh, this, this, was, this was a good chapter. It was a good chapter. Uh, it, was, it was a little bit of an info dump chapter, but Fujimoto is never content to just have a bunch of characters tell you stuff and do a bunch of regular chat bubbles. So he paints it against sort of like exploded buildings and these like riot crowds and people you literally, while the bad guys are telling you about their plan, their plan is being executed at the same time, which I think is a really cool kind of setup for the chapter. Um, I liked again, like it's, it's in this one essentially, right? They say, uh he's talking about like the devil they contracted him to was fire and when he says fire you're on there's an explosion in a building three panels a guy's head starts bleeding and then people got chainsaws coming out of their heads um and to me this is great too because this was foreshadowed um we had talked i mean we talked about chainsaw man I don't know, maybe two or three times this year. And every time we talk a little bit about okay, who's the mysterious other chainsaw man person to me, I think this ties this up. I think the other Chainsaw Man person maybe isn't super important. It's just someone who was contracted with the Fire Devil who had this happen to them, right? Um, I, I think it'll be. I, I think it I think has it to be could, important. I think it could still maybe be more important. It could be an important character like, oh, this was the the first one. But to me... It, it, it saved Denji and Asa and killed Asa's mm -hmm. best friend. So it has to be like some kind of plot relevant character. Yeah, you're probably, you're, you're probably right the more I think about it. But I guess it's... um. I guess what I'm saying is that this chapter, when other people start to become Chainsaw Man, I didn't, it wasn't like, that's out of left field. That doesn't make any sense. I was like, well, we already know there's another fake Chainsaw Man out there. So to me, this, it all lined up perfectly. Um, really interesting chapter. Yeah, we got the Katana Man being pissed at all the, the Chainsaw Man things. Uh, we've learned that the Fire Devil has a power of the more people contracted to it, the stronger it gets. That makes sense to me, like throwing fuel on the fire kind of thing. Um, although they lose control or, or, of themselves. Yeah, like spreading like wildfire. Exactly. There's a lot of sort of like fire, cute fire things yeah. you could say about having more means that it grows stronger. 
Um, you, you know what I think was funny here um, is that everyone around Denji manipulates how strong Denji is at any given time. And mm-hmm. I, let me explain, because in uh, part one, Makima, at the end of the series, nerfed <laughs> Chainsaw Man to a fightable level by making Chainsaw Man publicly beloved and mm. therefore not feared. And in this universe, for those who don't know, devils are stronger the more feared they are. So right. the more humanity fears a certain thing, the stronger that devil is. So everyone feared Chainsaw Man until the end of part one, where Makima kind of made him to be a hero figure, and then everyone loved him. And that made Chainsaw Man way weaker and able, like capable of being defeated. Uh, this is the reverse, what's happening here, mm-hmm. where... Fami and crew want Chainsaw Man to take out, uh, as we'll see, the Death Devil, uh, and is making it seem like Chainsaw Man is a terrorist or like doing terrible shit by t- turning other people into Chainsaw Men. Yeah. Therefore, buffing him again. And I like how Denji isn't involved in this any of these processes at all. He's just uh, no. he's just like I guess I'm stronger. Guess I'm weaker. I've never seen that in a manga before, or like a superhero thing or anything. You know? Yeah. He's cool. it's in it's Fujimoto is a genius. I will start in that usually when a plot just happens to a character, that's not good, right? Usually that's not good scripting or plotting or writing or whatever you want to call it, because usually you want your characters involved in the plot, right? You don't just want stuff happening to your main character, but somehow Fujimoto has taken stuff just happening to Denji and made it, that's kind of the way Chainsaw Man works and is written, the the series, right? And yeah, yeah I, it, it, I, I, I think you're right. I think there's a lot of, especially in part one, there's a lot about control, obviously, and Denji's lack of control. And I think that still persists here of he is still trying to control his own life and he still can't. And so I wonder, um, Nayuta, right, the, the control devil, she had a lot to say in this chapter. Um, she kind of gave us the final the final big lore dump thing, which is, uh, which is like, she says, uh, Denji says, that's stupid. The end of the world isn't coming. King of Terror, you believe that? And Naida says, like, it isn't stupid crap. Fami and I, we can tell because we're sisters. The great King of Terror is probably coming for real. We know it because she's our eldest sister, the Death Devil. The super duper strongest devil with the name feared most of all. Um, and this is like the number one human fear in census polls. Yes, uh, for sure. Or- yeah, it, it has been. It, it is it historically is sometimes so, second to public speaking, which I wonder if we ever see the public that, speaking devil. Because I'm not kidding. That's just my favorite joke about the series. It's yeah, the public speaking devil. Uh, like, I mean, it, it is such a classic Fujimoto gag too, right? Like, I like. I I legitimately wonder if the end. Okay, I'll I'll throw a, I'll throw a long shot out here. We're going to get to the end of the series. The Death Devil is going to show up. It's going to be the strongest because, like you said, death is generally the first or second top fear. Uh, but I do believe that in a lot of recent polls, maybe not in the last couple of years, but there was a time where public speaking was, people were more afraid of public speaking than they were of death. Yeah, so I, I'm going to predict that Deus Ex Machina, the public speaking devil, maybe, okay, maybe public service, maybe that's public speaking, maybe public speaking runs public service. All right, we're, get, we're getting out of here. We're getting out. I'll back up. I, but, I, I, I would love to see that as like a, a, a gag. Just played yes. off as a, a gag in this series at some point because that is such a perfect Fujimoto gag. Um, 
but yeah, either way, I'm I'm curious to see what the Death Devil is like because uh that being the number one human fear, depending on if it's the same in this world, uh, which I imagine it to be because everyone's dying all the time here. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it just means that it's the strongest devil. And I can't imagine things being stronger than that fraction of the gun devil we saw that killed like thousands of yeah, people. Yeah, well, the like, fraction of the gun devil or the darkness devil was also just literally was very I, incredibly strong. I would say darkness devil. I don't even know what the fuck he did. Like, I, I he, he just made a bunch of astronauts and took everyone's limbs off. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, he deep. so the... It's interesting when you think back at that moment. So spoilers for part one. If you haven't read part one, obviously uh, skip ahead or don't. (laughs) But so remember that the only way that they escaped the darkness devil was the fact that Makima was there. And Makima is the control conquest devil who is one of the top four devils, basically. Right. We've it's war. It's the four riders of the apocalypse. Right. It's war, famine, control slash conquest and death right those are the four riders of the apocalypse i assume that those four now supersede all other like normal fears right like fire i mean burning alive obviously a big fear guns obviously a big fear i think that at darkness huge fear um i think that makima kind of showed us in that moment that it's like yeah those primordial fears are very very strong devils but i feel like the four riders are maybe just a, like another tear up maybe I, I, I think, like, in my head, how I perceive this to be is that the primal devils, like the darkness devils, uh, darkness devil are, like, eldritch beings, which don't really care about, like, stuff that's going on in human realm. Uh, that could, yeah, that could be true. Whereas, uh, it seems like... Or fame and pestilence, the, they, wanna, they want stuff. They're, they, they they're have, yeah. sentient, and, and yeah. They, they want to bring the apocalypse, right? Or, or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, I wonder. I mean, it's... It, we're because learning Darkness more and more. Devil, he just seemed like a fucking Cthulhu-esque figure to me, you know? Yeah, I agree. He he didn't, I mean, he didn't say anything, I don't think. Because I, I think Makima just, like, talked to him and kind of stole everybody back at that point. Um, but yeah, I, I'd be curious to see. I'd be curious to see if we're going to see the Fire Devil. To me, Fire and Darkness seem similar in, like, that they're both very primordial fears, right? Like, Right. It seems like a very base fear to be afraid of, like, Darkness, the unknown, fire, snakes. Like the, I think that there's a... Correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but I'm pretty sure there is a... Generally, a, a, a I don't want to say if it's a gene or just like a... There's something in the human brain that makes us naturally afraid of snakes, right? And that's because, you know, the way evolution works, if you were afraid of snakes, you just lived longer. And if you were not afraid of snakes, you died and did not get to reproduce. And that's how evolution works. So... It's the same like if if a cat sees a pickle, it thinks it's a snake, even though even cats who have never seen snakes before in their life, it's just like an instinctual, mm. instinctual thing. That's the word I was looking for. Yeah, it's just an instinct to be afraid of snakes. So I, I would wonder if, um, but we haven't seen stuff like the snake devil. We've really only seen darkness of those kind of like primordial fears. I think fire might also be one of those, especially since he's able to contract to like, at this point, probably something like 400,000, at least 350,000 people, right? Because that's what they told us in this chapter. So, Well, the interesting thing about all these fears, too, is that most of them uh, just lead to death. So, Right, right. It's like, a, it's like a hierarchy, it feels like, where it's like fire, yes, it's scary, but you die from burning, right? I, I wonder how all that works in relation yeah, and- to... And I saw some comments, I saw some comments talking about this of like, oh, are you actually afraid of 
chainsaws or are you afraid of death? And it's like, I think that, I think there's two separate things, right? Like you can be afraid of dying and you can be afraid of dying by chainsaw. I think that is separate from being afraid of chainsaws because what they could do to you or afraid of guns because they can, you're not like, especially with something like chainsaw or fire, right there, there's other, there's other fear to be had in that the process of you dying by that is painful thing is worse than a normal death. Right. Um, yeah. So I think it's that like there's people are like afraid of the ocean, but like can stand near a snake or a bonfire. Right. Is like they're, yeah. they're, they're afraid of the concept of getting lost and drowning more than they are. Or the process of drowning is scarier than the death itself. Uh, I get it. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. So we'll, I mean, so I think that, I think that Fujimoto has separated sort of like, if you're afraid of chainsaw man, you are afraid of, are you afraid, if you're afraid of chainsaws, chainsaw man gets more powerful. Death is a separate thing. Cause like, I feel like everything is like, if you're afraid of fire, the fire devil, that means like, am I like me personally, am I afraid of burning to death? Yes. I am afraid of that. I do not want that to happen. That sounds awful. I am also just base afraid of dying. So I'm powering up both of those devils myself. Okay. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. I, I wonder if that's the way Fujimoto's going to go because that'll make the the death devil like fucking insane. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm interested. I, I want to see more. I, I think this, this whole thing feels like uh, a way to make Denji happy. Like this whole this second part seems like a, like a, a character. Well, Asa too, of course, right? She, mm -hmm. She's she's like the main focus, but Denji's Denji is in a worse situation somehow than he was in part one because Makima uh, being the main villain, at least it was straightforward that she was holding the reins and that Denji would do whatever she said. But here Denji is quote unquote free, but society yeah. holds her reins. So he, ha and he doesn't get society. He doesn't, he, he was raised by himself in like a really terrible way. So he's just, he's still shackled. He still has the leash on him. Um, mm -hmm. And I do but, wonder, I think, I think you're bringing yeah. up good points because in part one, it is, Dinji is not in control of his own life, right? He goes through being controlled by Makima to like, to raise in a way to lots of other people telling him what to do. And he does it because that's the only thing he knows. You are very right that in part two, he, he has control of his own life, kind of, um, but I do think Fujimoto is maybe commenting, maybe talking about it. I don't, I don't know how to put it exactly, but I do think Fujimoto is showing that Denji is, while he has control of his own life, he's kind of showing that Denji and all of us are still kind of under the control of outside forces, right? So I, I'm very curious to see how Denji reacts to all this. If he says, yeah, okay, I'll go along with it because we have to defeat the super strong devil or, you know, Nayuta told me to and I have to protect her, so I'll do it. Uh, I wonder if if Asa and Denji get to talk to each other and both agree to it or maybe one of them agrees to it and one of them doesn't. Maybe Asa's like, yeah, absolutely. This is my chance to save the world, be important. And Denji's like, no way, I'm not doing it. Fights back against her. But but if Asa and Denji are fighting, that kind of feeds, feeds into this plan also. So, yeah, there's uh, this is a... This is a really interesting turning point for the series, for for this part two of Chainsaw Man, in my opinion, because in, I, 
I, I, I, I don't know where it's going to go. There's a lot of options, but we now sort of know like, okay, here's what everyone's been planning. The plans are going into action. Denji is important to it, but he is not, uh, he is not controlled or enslaved or forced into a decision. Really? So I'm curious to see what he chooses and if his free will comes into play here uh, and, and how I, it comes I think he more play. or less is forced because people are planning around him and not keeping him in the loop and using him as a tool again. Yeah. But I, I think that the theme of this second part is kind of molding your own path without having to adhere to society's standards and norms. As uh, Asa and Denji are both complete societal misfits who don't mm. get the quote-unquote rules of society, you know? That you either, it, like, you know, the, the, nail, the nail that sticks out gets hammered down, or whatever that saying is. Uh, Close enough. They, oh, yeah. Uh, they, they, they both are, uh, they're not normal people. They are both weird. They're both off-brand. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, now they're both hybrids. But even before Asa was one, she didn't fit in. That's true. Um, so I think this this second part is all about uh, not letting society dictate your happiness or mm. your yeah. your actions in life. I think. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think that mirrors part one really well because part one is really about don't let other people control you, and maybe part two is about don't let society control you. Or yeah. I mean, I, I think it's very straightforward to say, don't let other people control you. Don't let society control you. And then maybe there's a part three or maybe that's it. I don't know. If there's a part three, maybe it's don't let somebody I, else I, or I, choose your own path. I, I, I think, I, I think you're right, though. Parts, I, in my opinion, uh, because I, I don't even know what they would do with a part three, but uh, yeah. it's Fujimoto, so I can't predict it. Yeah. I, I mean, and who knows? I Who who knows? I it's it's a question. I Chainsaw Man is good enough and fun enough. I would I would read it, you know, ad ad in infinitum. Uh, yeah, me too. It's 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 just a great time. But yeah, I I really like this. This still leaves a little bit of the question of um, public safety, right? So they are. I, it, it seems to me with the I can't remember the girl's name who's with Denji right now who's with public safety, but. Um, karaoke girl yeah the karaoke dancing girl um it seems to me like they either maybe know about this plan or knew some things but didn't know the full extent of it or maybe just she didn't know right maybe yoshida and whoever's running public safety we assume it's 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 kishibe but maybe it's not um i'm i'm interested to see where public safety fits into this right because as we talked there is this push and pull between the chainsaw man church and now fami and we need to power up Asa and Denji so that they can fight the Death Devil. What does public safety think about this? What skills or hidden tricks up their sleeve does public safety have? Are they involved in this? Does public safety come in and just say, yeah, Denji, we think you should go along with this. We need you to be strong to fight the Death Devil or, or what? I don't I think, think they know. I, I, like they, they lost their mocking probably don't. Yeah, that would be my guess too. And they let this terrorist attack happen. Uh, yeah, I just, I, I don't think, I think they're playing from behind. But it, it's interesting because Fujimoto also uh wrote it in such a way where we really don't know what's happening or like what the respective parties know and don't know mm -hmm. right is in the first part we had makima perspective uh for a, a little bit of, of makima perspective yeah yeah and while we didn't know her intentions we knew that exactly what her organization was doing action wise uh more or less 
Yeah, but, a lot of it. Maybe not all of it, but uh, maybe not all of it. Yeah, but uh, either way, we don't have a perspective into public safety, uh, and the perspectives we do have is just scenes with Denji or scenes with Asa mm-hmm. with uh, Octopus Guy. I'm forgetting his name, but uh, Yoshida or Yoshida. Yeah, yeah. Yoshida. The um, Octopus Guy. Yeah, yeah. We get Yoshida's perspective, but he it's only in scenes with Asa and Denji, and of course, he's not telling them anything. Um, so yeah, the audience doesn't really have perspective on anything public safety is doing right now. Yeah, no uh, idea. I'm I'm I mean, I'm always curious. I always love reading Chainsaw Man, but to me this really feels I'm trying to think of like when I would compare this in part 1. This kind of feels like maybe when like Makima shows up and takes Rays out where it's like, "Oh, okay." You weren't sure, you were maybe, but like now you're sure that Makima's the bad guy. Now it kind of feels like, "Okay, now we're sure that the bad guy is the death devil. Like, now we know. Um, that's kind of what this feels like to me as far as comparing it to part one. But yeah, I mean, I, this is, Chainsaw Man is always great. I'm excited to keep reading. I loved, I love that we finally kind of got uh, more answers. I like that this was a lore, this was sort of a lore drop, an info dump chapter. Uh, but again, like I said, Fujimoto doesn't just info drop in boring ways, right? He's not, uh, he's not Togashi. who's just going to write a wall of text. Um you say this without reading. Do what? Uh, you, I've you seen say this the reading Hunter X Hunter. I've seen the pig. I've seen the wall of text. You don't, you don't know it's not good. You don't know. I've it's seen not the good. wall of text that Togashi's written in the past. You're just five making an assumption. Years. Don't make, make me Google it. I'll find your Togashi wall of text. You're just being a hipster because he's popular, yeah. making the wall of text, and he yeah. drew that shitty turkey. Cool. Uh, anything else on Chainsaw Man, Gautam? Uh, no, it's awesome. Uh, hey. Good job for this week. Yeah. Hey, if you're watching or listening. Come leave us some comments. What do you think about Chainsaw Man? Do you think do you think Denji and Asa go along with the plan? I'd love to know how you feel about it. Leave us some comments. We got some good comments last week and on some of our older videos too, even, which is great to see. Thank you so much for those. Um, I won't call it names directly, obviously, just because. But if you're doing that, know that we read and saw those. I think I hopefully liked uh, and responded to most, if not all of those. So Gautam, you decided to... We did a recommends video last week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we did our top 10 recommends video. That one is is doing pretty well. So we're pretty happy with that. Uh, and we got some recommendations from some of the comments. And uh, I was not able to check out all of those, but you were able to check out two of them. So you were able to check out Marriage Toxin and Rebuild World. Why don't you yeah. tell me about these? Uh, these recommendations come from our boy, Zach, who, uh, who stated, I, I asked him, uh, in correspondence with the last episode, I, I asked him, what his his favorite underrated manga were mm-hmm. so anyway he he recommended marriage toxin and rebuild world so uh i i didn't get to read a ton of either but i read about uh 10 chapters of marriage toxin and about five of rebuild world i'll talk about rebuild world first because i have less yeah. to say about it um yeah it, it didn't initially capture me sorry uh i loved the art I thought it was actually so damn good. I'm I'm surprised that this is not more popular. I think given this how is good. adaptation of a light novel, isn't it? Isn't Rebuild World uh, a light novel? I want to say oh. it is. I'll I'll look it up while you talk. Yeah, but uh, the it's effectively like a post-apocalyptic series where um, future hu- humans are all kind of like hunters and scavengers, and there are monsters around the world. And uh, the MC finds this uh, big boobed. Uh, AI program that kind of helps him navigate the world and 
find old world relics. Old world being, it's like a Star Wars situation where the old world was Post, more advanced. Yeah, I, I, yeah. It, it is based on a light novel I just saw. Uh, it, yeah. Looks like it's it. sort of decades after, post-apocalyptic decades after some cataclysm from humanity thing. So old world stuff is advanced tech stuff, I would assume, right? Yeah, yeah. I, it, and that, that's effectively what it's about. Um, I, I think the art's amazing. The main character hasn't captured me yet. I do like the AI. The artist is so goddamn horny over mm. that ai i tell you oh uh, what about ai okay not yeah uh, well it's a girl in that picture um, oh the girl the is an ai okay i got it yeah uh uh she is a sexy ai and um she, she is she is like drawn in the most ridiculously like uh suggestive poses and i'm all about it looks great with that art it's even worse on the uh let me just rag because this is the oh uh this is the light novel oh god okay hold on i actually like the character designs more in the manga uh okay that, anyways, that are, that, i've completely yeah <laughs> but anyway that manga, is the, the manga yeah. it's just that good it's it's really quite fantastic i gotta read more of it before i can uh give you a better opinion on it though um but yeah that's what i thought on rebuild world i'll, I'll keep uh checking it out yeah, but it's it's more. reminding me just having you describe it. It reminds me a little bit of um, oh gosh, what's the Kirito anime? Uh, Sword Art Online. Sword Art, Sword Art Online, but like the second or third season, whenever they have guns. <laughs> I, I did not watch. Three? Oh, it's called Gun Art Online, isn't it? Yeah, Gun Gun Grave Online. I don't know. Uh, it's it's it reminds me it reminds me a little bit of that, but I, I that was the last season of that show that I watched, so, and it was garbage because it turns out it was all garbage. I, I'm I'm glad I have the social uh, meme appreciation of Kirito, but that's about it. So okay, tell me about Marriage Talks and then. Uh yeah, actually okay, so this is the second one Zach recommended. Uh, it uh, this was his underrated choice, and I, it was great. I uh I I know it's like semi popular. But I I enjoyed it way more than I thought it would. Uh, he described it as um, a better uh, Spike's family's Big Brother, and it kind of does feel that way. Uh, Big Brother I, in, in what way? Well, in in the fact that it's kind of a, a goofy premise where the main character is a, a competent uh, quote unquote hitman type character, right, right? That has to deal with the mundanity of real life situations. So I'd say in that way, it's it's similar to Spy X Family. If if I had to give the answer. For oh, that. okay. I was more I was more interested in why is it the Big Brother and not Spy Family's Little Brother when Spy Family's like one of the largest properties Jump has right now. Oh, I, I, he might have said Little Brother. I'm I'm not sure. Oh, okay. I, I, I just said something. We'll just, we'll um, just say brother, but yeah, brother. But yeah, I thought I thought it was great. I it was a, it was a load of fun from what I read, and I plan to keep reading it. Uh, it is about an assassin whose family specializes in poison in this world all of the assassin families have like different specialties uh and basically the grandma of the family uh this guy has a sister and the the sister's gay so she has a girlfriend Mm. uh and the grandma of the family needs an heir and uh the guy says hey uh, let, let the line just die with me and effectively that's not a good enough answer and the sister's useless to the grandma if he doesn't produce an heir so she's she said okay i'll break up with my girlfriend and do that um 
it's a hard choice for whatever. But uh, the brother doesn't let that happen and says, hey, I'll figure it out. I'll get married. Um, stay with your girlfriend. Uh, this is a very progressive, surprisingly yeah. very, very progressive manga because there are multiple gay relationships. Um, and I, I don't know how Japan is now, but when I started reading manga, it, it wasn't that progressive. It, as a society, it, like homosexuality uh, wasn't as accepted back then. So I'm, I'm really kind of happy and surprised to see uh, generally how gay this is. Well, and especially in something like just that is in, just in Jump Plus, right? So this is not, I mean, there's always sort of been um, lesser read sort of BL, boys love, and uh, Yuri and stuff like that, right? I mean, th- those have yeah. always existed, but they have been sort of like, oh, that's often its own little world. Normal manga, you know, normal quote unquote manga doesn't touch on those things. And it's, uh, that is really cool to see. And, and yeah, Marriage Toxin has been on my, like, I need to read this list because I see it come up a lot. It's really popular on Reddit and Twitter. Uh, I think the art looks pretty great when I see it. Uh, yeah, I remember reading great. chapter... Yeah, because chapter one happens on like a boat or something, right? Or there's, is it, he like kills people? No, it's like in a laboratory. It's in like a a laboratory. laboratory. Okay, I'm remembering some kind of like dinner table murder scene in the first chapter or two that I read. I don't know. Oh, that was in there. That was in there. That's in there. Okay, I'm like, I I know that I've read a couple of chapters of this, but I think it was right when it came out. So maybe two years ago at this point, but yeah, sounds, I mean, sounds really good. I'm, I'm really excited. Jump Plus has been. It's genuinely funny too. Um, Yeah. Yeah. No lie, if so, I if I wanted to tell someone to just start reading manga, I would probably just be like, go to jump, you know, go read all the Jump Plus stuff and see what you like. I I don't think I would turn them straight onto Weekly Shonen Jump. I think Jump Plus, I think by maybe not on average, but I think overall there's more good series on Jump Plus than there are in Weekly Shonen Jump right now. I'd have to actually count them up, but I think I can say that. Yeah, I I, I think that that might be right. Even though I think some of the, the hitters my family. Jump- Chainsaw Man, Service Wars, Vibration Man, like Marriage Toxin apparently is good. Yeah, there's, uh, there's a lot. I mean, there's just like a lot of good stuff in there. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's about the same. But there's also a limited number of things in Weekly Shonen Jump and an unlimited number of things on Jump Plus. So, but cool. Yeah. So yeah. Either way, uh, shouts out to Zach. Hey, thanks, buddy, for submitting those uh, your underrated manga list. Uh, it was it, they, those are fun reads, and I'll I'll keep reading Marriage Toxin. Maybe we'll uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna check it out. So yeah, maybe maybe we'll do like a, a thing on it. That'll be cool. Cool. Uh, all right. What the last yeah. yeah, let's go on to the last thing. So the last thing on our list for today is a series called Sumiki Ogami and the Strange Everyday Life. This is by an author named Miyu uh, yeah. Morisita. Uh, this is, I believe, what I assume to be a romance rom com, uh, with a werewolf girl and a normal boy. And the sort of premise here real quick is that in the first two pages, it's like, Hey, monsters exist now and they exist in everyday life and they're sort of normal people and there's monster people. All right. Starting the story now, uh, it just gives you a little rundown of it. Um, our main character is sort of a socially awkward, maybe a little neurodivergent type who, Goes to, I believe he's starting high school, but he leaves his middle school and like goes two hours away because he just, he thought that he messed up a bunch of social situations. And we see him throughout the chapter kind of get, get some texts from his old buddies and they're like, ah, he'll never show up. He left us, blah, blah, blah. Um, but he meets this girl, uh, Sumiki Ogami, 
who is a Genjin. Genjin is uh, the name for the monster people in this world, which I know Jin is one of the uh, like one of the parts of human, maybe or person, something like that in, in Japanese. So Genjin, I assume, is just like monster person, monster human, something like that. Uh, but she's a werewolf. She's got really big feet. There's a little bit of feet fetish shit in this. Fair warning. Uh, if you're a furry, also there's a little, a little bit of that in here. But is this, is this furriness? Is this technically? Yeah, so she she has like a tail a about him. I mean, she looks like a human. Is that like technically furry? She has a tail and ears and claws. We need to get I, some scientists on this. We need to get some. <laughs> hey, if you're a furry, leave us a comment. Does does to to make the Ogami like, count? Are you is are you in on this? Uh, but anyways, uh, I thought the series was really cute. I I liked it. I appreciated it. I thought the character stuff was good. The main character. While he is that sort of kind of quiet, socially awkward kid that you see a lot, a lot in shonen romance, um, he was a little bit more proactive and went out and got there. I mean, he just, he talks to the girl, they just have a normal conversation, there wasn't this awkward sort of uh, stuff, um, and, but he's he's like, he is a little social awkward, but he's more realistic, I guess I would say. I thought the girl, again, she's sort of the outgoing type, um... But yeah, I thought here's the here's the feet stuff. I don't know why I actually took a picture of it, but I had to warn people about it. So, um, but yeah, I don't. I thought I thought this was really cute. I liked it a lot. Uh, curious to read more of it. How'd you feel about it, Gautam? Uh, I I actually loved it. Uh, I didn't expect to, but I I loved it. I thought it was great. Um, I I thought the main character. Uh, sometimes I feel this way, but I felt like it was me on the page. Mm. Uh, because he was so relatable to how I felt as a kid, yeah. where. It, it's he's just racked with the anxiety about public perception, and I think uh, I think a lot of the a lot of kids feel this way. A lot of people, a lot feel, of people this way. feel that way. Yeah, people, yeah, yeah. People feel this way to varying degrees on the scale. Uh, I I felt it a lot. Uh, so th- this kid was very relatable to me. Uh, I like that his it wasn't just him perceiving how other people's how other people view him, but also how other people view each other. Uh, he, he just has max level empathy, feels like. Um, and like there was a scene where the girl was saying something that seemed potentially incriminating. Uh, yeah, it's like, this one, right? Like, I, yeah, it's like, I don't you, currently... It's like, human meat? I love meat, though. It's like, if you say it like that, people think there might be a possibility that you eat human meat. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, he, he corrected that. So her, uh, like the two new friends she was making weren't worried about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, I thought that was like a, a, a cool thing. Um, I, I like that it, this felt like the fastest uh, start to couple speed run I, I've seen in a while. Yeah, I, I just came off of reading, not all of, but starting reading You and I Are Polar Opposites, which also goes very quickly. Oh, yeah, it goes a little bit faster not- than this. I think that's like chapter, end of chapter one they're dating, but... Um, this one definitely felt very, uh, it felt very Rewa era. This is going to move, uh, this is going to move pretty quick. Um, yeah, see, here's, this is a flashback thing I was talking about with the main character where he's like, I wonder how I will be perceived if I say this, what would happen if I do this? Those things are constantly on my mind. I don't really understand my own feelings. Um, which I think is a way that a lot of, especially a lot of like, obviously sort of high school, middle school age kids who, re- who read shonen romance feel, but yeah, I mean, a lot of people never really figure out how other people see me. There's a, 
Oh gosh, there's a philosopher who says that there's like, or maybe it's just a, maybe not a philosopher, maybe just a writer or something. That there's three yous, right? There's there's the you that you perceive, there's the you that other people perceive, and there's the you that you think other people perceive of you. And so that's like it's really hard. Like the human experience, I think, is like learning not to what? learning to deal with that or understand that, which I think is why a lot of people like. Someone will tell you something about yourself and you'll be like, oh, no, no, that's not true. That's not true. And it's like, okay, everybody thinks that about you, though. And you're like, what? That doesn't make any sense. That doesn't align with how I see myself. And now you are experiencing that sort of uh, philosophical breakdown there. But anyways, yeah, uh, not to get too philosophical. Nice little romance. Good little chapter one. Uh, Good character design. The main characters may be a little boring, but it's a shonen romance. I I wonder if we get too philosophical about these because I, I feel like the author is trying to yeah tell i think they're that, angling for stuff it, like that yeah it, it, because it has to be right because it's talking about insecurities and anxiety yeah. around so I, I i don't i don't think what you said was like crossing a line don't worry um, yeah okay, great Thank yeah you well i'm just reassuring you that it's not too philosophical yeah i uh, know but i i agree the, the author is definitely trying to comment on on self-perception and how other people perceive you and how do you come to terms with maybe ignoring that like the the wolf girl the wolf girl just the main character seems to think oh the the wolf girl just ignores how everybody feels about her and she's able to live this free and wild life and i think we're gonna come to find uh based on what the wolf girl said and some other stuff that it's like she does have concerns or or other concerns right there's obviously other um, issues she has being sort of a she's a monster girl which is still kind of an outcast class from what i gathered so um yeah and i think that it touched on that a little bit in like one of the mini flashbacks is yeah, where yeah. the 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 guy said it's like yeah you must have a hard time like having to adapt to everything and it's like no you, like humans are the adapt like adaptive ones they yeah. have to adapt to everyone else yeah, I thought that was a really interesting line too. Yeah, she's like, she's like, no, my life's easy. I'm just like, I'm a, I'm a monster girl, and that's who I am, and I have to deal with that. And you humans have to be able to sort of, un, like, play around, and you can be whatever you want, right? You're, you're more malleable or something. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I do. I, I think that's part of what I really liked about this chapter one is that it is not. It wasn't just aha, you know, like it is. It isn't just fluffy romance. There's obviously something going on here. Um, this author has comments on, on all of those things that we've been talking about. So I think it's one of the reasons I liked it. I thought it was well-written and good comments about those things. That dude would absolutely have broken ribs from that jump, by the way. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. When, but also like, this is a cool panel. Like, and it's that is a cool like, panel. It's an, it's, and I, I like the art in this is a neat little panel, but yeah, I mean, I, I so I really like this series. Um, I'm, Me too. Me too. I believe it, this it is great. Yeah. Still fan translated. So I'm hoping they pick up some more. This I don't think this is one of the Jump Plus ones, but uh, no, I think this is something else. But anyways, yeah, I really like this. Um, anything else on uh, Sumiki Ogami and the Strange Everyday Life, Gautam? No, siree. Let's go next. Cool. All right, let's hit the news. Uh, we got a leak and then an announcement a day later of Blue Box getting an anime from Cloverworks. I'm excited for this. Oh, hey, that's a, that's a great one for Blue Box. Yeah, I'm excited for that. I think uh, Blue Box is consistently one of the best shonen romances for sure going right now. Um, I think I talked about it. We talked about it a couple a month or two ago because they had a big confession uh, that happened. It has also evolved. It has reached sort of a second season, quote unquote, in the manga. So um, 
I wasn't sure how long Blue Box was going to last, if it was just going to be kind of a quick, tight, um, here's their relationship, they get together, they go through a little bit, and then it's over. But essentially, uh, only maybe like three or four chapters ago, they moved on to, uh, they, they moved up a grade. So the boy is now a second year high school. The girl is now a third year high school. Cause I think she's one year older. Um, and they had a bunch of, of younger people come in who are just like, they basically just like introduce new characters. There's kind of a whole new plot stuff going on. So, um, I think blue box is here to stay for, uh, maybe not a long, good long while, but I mean like it's, it's going to do another hundred chapters 150 yeah, do chapters another tour right yeah it's yeah. gonna sort of it's gonna do another year um and if we follow the main character all the way through high school there will simply be another year maybe where the girl goes off to college and they're still dating or something but um the side characters are really great in the series uh it's a really good one i would say if you are curious about blue box i would not go and start the series i would go and read the one shot if you can find it i think i think the blue box one shot is on uh, manga plus over here in the west or on viz it's either on both of those or at least one of them um because that one shot is one of the best one shots i've read of the past couple of years i think at this point it's maybe four years old three or three or four years old but it, it's a super super great one shot and the uh manga definitely keeps up the quality and the anime i think is going to be is going to be big i think cloverworks like you said is a good studio for it um this is a, as far as shonen romance, it's been a while since we've gotten something that's going to be sort of as good and straightforward as Blue Boxes. So I, I am excited for that. Yeah, good series. Uh, what else? So we have an announcement for uh, The Boy and the Heron, which is the latest Ghibli movie, came out uh, around a month ago in Japan, I think. We are getting it here in the West on dis- the first week of December, second week of December, uh, start December 8th, I want to say. Uh, we got an English voice cast reveal, uh, and I'm about to read to you a movie that would have cost a billion dollars if these char- if these people were acting in uh, in live action. So we got Christian Bale, Dave Bautista, Willem Dafoe, Mark Hamill, Robert Pattinson, Gemma Chan, Karen Fukuhara, Florence Pugh. Uh, those are big, big, big name actors doing voices for the latest Ghibli movie. Uh, but it's a cool thing to see and. Um, Christian Bale is back. Christian Bale was yeah, Howl he was in Howl's Howl. Moving Castle. And he, I thought he did a really good job of that. Um, Man, Miyazaki just gets all-stars for every single one of his dubs. Yeah, like, I think people... Every I, single one. It's, it's just I think it's the one. I think it's the one animation thing that you just don't say no to, right? Like, I think if... Right. I, I, maybe, like, Pixar is another one. Um, maybe not anymore. But it used to be, like, yeah, if if... Now I think Ghibli, especially in the West, just holds. Even if you don't know or like I think anime, Ghibli always has. Like Ghibli, for some reason, has always held just a huge. Like uh, it's just been a huge name because yeah. even like Howl's Moving Castle, Nausicaa had huge names. Did like, it really? Who was in Nausicaa? Now I'm curious. I want to. Uh, it was Patrick Stewart was the dad. I know Ooh. Shia LaBeouf was uh like the 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 boy. Um. Yeah, Mark Hamill was uh the mayor. Oh. Edward James Olmos. Yeah, I don't know how he does it. Okay, like yeah, Nausicaa was his like his earliest work. Yeah, eighty four. I mean, I, I it was translated later for the for the Western audience. I think because that came out in eighty seven. I think in Japan. So I think it was early nineties, maybe when it came uh, to the West. But yeah, especially That's ever so since. Surprising. 
yeah, especially ever since we hit um, uh, Princess Mononoke and then Spirited Away, like two or three years later. The the one two punch of those two movies, which are like I think by far his best two. Like most people will choose one of those as their favorite. Um, yeah, it's just yeah. And Hell's Moving Castle and Ponyo had uh, it was Qui Gon Jinn actor. His name I'm forgetting. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Taken guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Liam Neeson. Liam, Liam Neeson. Neeson. Yeah, Liam Neeson oh, yeah. was in Ponyo. Uh, tons of big, big, big. Uh, and yeah, so I, I'm excited yeah. to see this. I think I will probably not get to see it. We we might be able to make it. Um, yeah, I'm well, leaving we'll for Japan the day after, so I, th- this comes out in December, so we'll see. But yeah, super right. excited for that. What else we got in the news? Chainsaw Man has won the Harvey Award for Best uh, Foreign Media for the third year in a row, and people on Twitter did not like this. Um, okay, Harvey Awards what, are a Western... Actually, who cares what they think? Yeah, yeah like... well, and also, I I understand where they're coming from, I will say, because... Chainsaw Man has won this three years in a row, and Chainsaw Man has been good, but I don't know if Chainsaw Man deserves... I think Chainsaw Man probably deserved to win two year, two or three years ago, right? The first time, right? Like, yeah, the end of that Chainsaw Man Part 1 is probably what it won for. Absolutely give Chainsaw Man the award for the best Western thing. The year after that, mm, yeah, I don't know. Start of Part 2? Uh, I don't know. Honestly, I, people just need to be happy that something that is good won because well, no i mean there are other well we can look at hold on let me go find the harvey awards for 2023 um because i i think the people the more the issue that the people have is that the the sort of best uh the best manga award that they give is sort of they uneducated i guess they they aren't actually looking at like oh what's actually the best thing being published or let's like you know Get a broad taste of lots of different things. So the nominees this year for Best Manga, yeah, 2023, was Cat and Gamer by Wataru Nadahani, Chainsaw Man, Goodbye Airy, uh, Shuna's Journey, which is a Hayao Miyazaki thing, and Spy Family. So it's like... Okay, so it's like mainstream stuff. Okay, it's just like sense. incredibly mainstream stuff and not well, even like... I would have picked Chainsaw the best Man out of that stuff, list. Right? Like... Uh, I, I probably would have picked like, Look Back, but yeah. That's... It, it, I, I guess I don't get their perspective because nothing has mattered. N- nothing has mattered less than this. Yeah, it's uh, I. You have to really be careful if you like the Western. The Western awards they like to give out one award to manga or to to sort of Asia groups. Um, they are usually not very good because the people who are actually nominating or reviewing or uh, I guess nominating is probably the best word. The people who are doing that are Western comic aficionados. They don't know much about manga. They might read sort of the really popular stuff that comes out. They, if something, if somebody tells them something new, they might jump into it. But the people, these people are reading, there's tons of Western comics that also come out, by the way. Um, so these people, yeah, maybe they're reading Chainsaw Man and Spy Family and maybe one or two others that some artistic person put forward. Like, they're not bro, reading it. fine. Chainsaw Man's great. Uh, like, I I don't see it. I don't see an issue. And yeah. also, I I don't think this matters even in the slightest. I think I think uh, that's that's like, a key point is that you just the, have don't do not invest yourself when a when a English speaking comic awards show gives only a single award across every single manga. Like, can you imagine if Japan was just like, hey, here's our manga awards, and we're gonna give best comic to Batman, and like, 
who cares? Like they obviously yeah, okay. are not reading enough stuff to know that like Batman was not the best thing published this year. Probably, I mean, maybe it is. I don't. I actually don't read Batman anymore. But, anyways, yeah, don't uh, don't invest yourself too much in uh in the in the Harvey Awards as a manga fan. I will say, um, we got a trailer for Scott Pilgrim takes off. Hell yeah! Hell great. yeah! Yeah. Speaking of great uh, voice cast, Pilgrim's great. Yeah, speaking of great voice cast, that has essentially every single actor from the live action Scott Pilgrim coming back to voice their characters. Um, I think it looks great. I think this is a better medium, even though the best, uh, I will say this, the uh, Edgar Wright Scott Pilgrim live action movie is before One Piece, probably the best comic slash manga to live action adaptation I had seen. That guy understood how to do a, co- a what a sort of flashy, fun, action-packed comic in live action should look like. It was amazing, and also still way worse than the comics. And yeah. uh, it's 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 just the unfortunate reality of having to fit the whole comics contents into a movie length. Uh, yeah, you just miss out on a lot, a lot of the depth and character building and kind of the heart of the story. It, it's just inevitable. You can't do much about that. Uh, but yeah, abbreviating it that much. Which is, which, yeah, which is why I'm glad we're getting this, which is just a full adaptation of the comics. Um, it, we get the length that we need, and we get a good studio behind it. It's going to be awesome. Yep, should be good. Uh, and Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright's back. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. Eddie Wright and all the actors. Yeah, it's it's going to be and really good. Actors, I'm excited. Yeah. We should... Yeah, we should... Uh, I need to read Scott Pilgrim. We should maybe read that. I'll read that and maybe talk about that. Maybe when I go to Japan. We'll see. Um, oh yeah, that 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 should be great. Like uh, plane reading material. Yeah, I might download there. all that on my phone and read that yeah. on, the, on the plane over or back. But yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, last piece of news here is uh, we got an official English release for Tank Chair, which we haven't talked about recently, but we did talk about back in maybe March or April, uh, or maybe early in the year. Actually, no, we uh, talked yeah, about yeah. that. We, we talked about it a while ago. We talked yeah. about that in like maybe our second or third episode ever. Because I remember I was looking through that the other day, and I think our second episode is like Tomo-chan and Tank Chair is what we talked about. Uh, what a but choice. Anyways, yeah. yeah, but anyways, uh, that is exciting. Um, Tank Chair is great. I, I need to get back and catch up to it because I really, really liked it. I think having a Western publisher on it is great. I hope that it maybe comes to Viz or Manga Plus or one of the readers. Um, I think that would be really good for it also. This author, I noted when we started reading it, I think I went and followed him on Twitter back when it was called Twitter. Uh, and mm-hmm. they had sort of been, you know, minorly campaigning of like, uh, like I think I made a tweet about Tank Chair and they liked it. Or I saw someone else made a tweet about Tank Chair and they liked it. They are like involved. They like wanted to be published in the West, uh, which is, I think, a good, I think that all authors should be interested in that now, right? I, it's, I, it's especially because, I mean, Japan is a, big country but it is not as big as the english-speaking world combined right i mean america is what 340 it's just million a huge people, 350 million people japan is i think like it's a million? huge market right yeah that's, and that's not including manga is more popular than ever yeah that's not including australia and england and any english language speaking or reading person who exists anywhere else and english is still a very uh broadly taught and known language so yeah i I think it's just really cool that they campaigned for that and they got it and i think so if you want to know what tank chair is tank chair is about a brain dead guy who's brain who is trapped in a wheelchair from a past injury and he his 
brain only activates when someone has the intent to kill and he detects it. And when he does, he becomes... Uh, he just kills people in a wheelchair, in like in a tank chair. And his little sister is there. Um, this is essentially, if you like um, Die Dark or Doro Heidoro uh, by Q, Q Hayashida, I think is the author there. Um, this is, I think this guy worked as an assistant to that author. This is exactly the same. This is sort of edgy, uh, edgy sort of hyper-violence, very dark, very grungy, Sort it's of like series. cyberpunk post-apocalyptic. Little cyberpunk, little post-apocalyptic. Yeah, yeah sprinkle of all those kind oh. of dark, edgy things in there. Shouts out to our commenter, Zach. He'd like this. Go check it out. Yeah, there you go. Uh, but yeah, so that's. I think that's it for the news. Captain, tell me. Actually, I think I'm going first this time. Uh, my one more thing this week is I have got and I have started reading the last of the Secret Project novels from Brandon Sanderson. This one is called The Sunlit Man. Um... You cannot read this book until you complete, like, 16 others, because it is very connected to his sort of greater universe. Um, but it's very good so far. I think I am 15 or 20 chapters in, maybe fifth fifth or sixth of the way into the book. Not not super far, but um, illustrations are great. Very cool. Liking it a lot. Uh, but yeah, I mean, not, not a whole lot to say. All Brandon Sanderson's writing is great. If you want to know where... Um, if you make this far to the episode and you're wondering where... I get a lot of my knowledge about writing and characters and those sort of deep dive angles. A lot of it is from Brandon Sanderson and the podcast that he does called Writing Excuses, which I have listened to like the first five or six seasons all the way through like three times now, uh, because that is a very, very educational piece of media if you're interested in that. So yeah, go, if you're into Brandon Sanderson, you probably already know about this. You're probably already reading it or plan to read it. So go check it out. Uh, on, and on my end, I, I got all of my writing experience from fanfiction.net. Um, just look up Naruto in the categories, and oh, you should find some good stuff. Seven million entries. Uh, yeah, actually, I, I did read a lot of Naruto fanfiction as a child. Um, no, please. And I copied Don't and drop us at the end of the episode. This is, yeah, that's a full was, episode was, content was, that we need to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it was, it was some good shit. It, no, it was all awful, uh, but I learned a lot. Um... Don't ask me what I learned. It's not important. But either way, I've been playing Sekiro, uh, as as I mentioned, and I'm on the final two bosses. I'm on Ishin the Glock Saint, who has a, a fucking gun and kills me over and over. And I'm on the Demon of Hatred, which... Uh, God, not belong it, in that game. <laughs> it's, that it, it. It, it's kind of a bummer. It makes me not want to play the game. That was... No, that is maybe like, it feels the, like homework. Yeah. The Demon of Hatred feels like homework to me. Yeah. Everything was, else was a blast. Yeah, I think Demon of Hatred is the is the only late game boss that I have really, really, really struggled with in a in a FromSoft game. There's a couple of early game bosses, like the boss that has honestly taken me the most tries is the very first boss of Dark Souls Three because that was the first one I played. But yeah, I, I yeah. Demon of Hatred is not feels like he's not designed for that game, and it feels like you have to change your play style completely from everything else you've done. Um, I did yeah, there's like one specific way to do it efficiently, and it's kind of fun, but it's like, I got him, I almost beat him a few times, and I'm just like not motivated to keep trying. There but is I, a I'll, way I'll, to get I'll that boss that. to jump yeah. off the level, you might just look that up and do that. Yeah, I might, I might do that, just so I can I'm, do I'm, my... I don't think they've patched that up. I want to say the last time I watched a Sekiro run at Games Done Quick, they made the Demon of Hatred jump off, but they might have been running an earlier version, you might check that, but... Yeah, that's a good call because if I'd rather beat the game than yeah. stall out on the Demon of Hatred. Uh, 
either way, that's where I'm at. Uh, yeah, aside from that, just uh, just living life, man. Cool. Um, I should remember. I should remember to put a thing at the end here so that I don't have to go all the way back. Uh, I think that's it then for manga news this week. Hey, thank you again for listening or watching, everyone. Don't forget, leave us some feedback, comments, upvote. Talk to us about Chainsaw Man. Talk to us about your recommendations that we should be reading. Uh, any news you hear about, drop it in the comments. Uh, any positive reinforcement you can leave us, please go do that. We really appreciated the comments on that last video. Thank you so much. Um, check out Twitter and Patreon, which I'm going to link in the description. Uh, Gautam, final thoughts and goodbyes? Anything? Nope. Later, fellas. Thank you again for being with us this week, and don't forget to read more manga.